Welcome to Season Ticket, presented by Press Room Pass. This podcast is your passport to sports history with a peek at the present. The hosts, Chris and Don, will share with you their love of sports, highlighting their favorite teams and seasons. While they focus on the past, they'll talk about some current events too, and along the way they'll probably throw in a few pop culture references. This is Season 1, Episode 2, and the guys are continuing their series celebrating the Cincinnati Reds' 150th year. In this episode, the guys are going to cover the period between the 1919 and 1940 World Series. This podcast is presented by PressRoomPass.com. You'll hear more about Press Room Pass and how to connect with podcasts later, but right now, let's start the show. Again and welcome to another edition of Season Ticket presented by PressRoomPass.com. And I'm here again with my cohorts, Donnie T-Bone Tincher. Hello, Don. How are you, sir? And Michael W. Schweigert. How you doing, Michael? <laughs> Good afternoon. As you know, we've been doing a series on the uh, 150th anniversary Cincinnati Reds. And we are going to talk about their World Series appearances. And, of course, the last time we got together like this, we talked about the 1919 World Series the infamous Black Sox scandal. And so we're going to jump ahead today, and we're going to talk about the 1940 World Series that the Reds won, but they also participated in the 1939 World Series against the Yankees, which they were swept. We're going to touch on that a little bit in the first segment and then the 1940 series in the second. So, Don, is it fair to say that after the 1919 win and everything that went with that, the Reds kind of had some up-and-down years, but for the most part during the 30s, Midland, uh, not a very good team. Really, it started in 1932, if I'm not mistaken, with a trade, and then subsequent other actions after that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how the Reds built this team that got it to the 1939 World Series? Well, as, as you mentioned, in the in the 1920s, they had some decent teams, but they were, you know, starting to go downward a little bit. And in the 30s, there were some teams that were definitely not very good. But then there were some things that happened that really helped along the way. And, and I think the first one that you mentioned in 1932 was when they got Ernie Lombardi. You know, Ernie Ernie ends up being a not only a Reds Hall of Famer, but a, a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. Yep. That was such a big pickup. Part of that deal, from a historical standpoint, the Reds sent a player named Clyde Sukforth. Mm-hmm. Folks that have the uh, movie that Jackie Robinson in was 42. Right. He is the person that signed Jackie, well, helped sign Jackie Robinson with the Dodgers in 1946. Okay. You know, there's kind of a big historical thing from, from that standpoint. After that, uh, the Reds had another trade, you know, big time name is Leo DeRocher. Of they, course. they shipped him to the Cardinals and acquired Paul Derringer. Mm-hmm. And then they had another trade, picked up Bucky Walters in 1938. Also, uh, another person before the 1939 season who became a factor for the Reds was Billy Werber, mm-hmm. where they got him from the Philadelphia A's. Maybe the biggest piece of the puzzle was uh, getting Bill McKechnie in 1938. He was actually the first manager to win a World Series you know, with two different teams. Yes. Uh, he had won with the Pirates in 1925 course uh, would win in 1940 with the Reds so there were a lot of things happening in the 30s that kind of set the stage for that big World Series win in 1940. Kind of similar to what happened with the big red machine which we'll get to in uh, future podcasts but McKechnie he's probably the proverbial straw that stirred the drink if you will 
And so that led the Reds to get to their first World Series since 1919 in 1939, where they ran up against the New York Yankees. And, Don, I believe that was the Yankees team that had um, both uh, Joe DiMaggio and Lou Gehrig. Right. Well, Lou Gehrig was at the end of his career. That Mm -hmm. was his actual final year just a couple years before he would pass away. So he he only played in eight games in 1939. The 1939 championship was four years in a row that the Yankees would win. And, of course, you mentioned Joe DiMaggio, Mm -hmm. who was part of that. Joe McCarthy was the manager for the Yankees. You know, it just was really the first true dynasty, I think, in Major League Baseball where they won for four straight years. Also, kind of an interesting little fact or tidbit, if you will, is the 1939 World Series is one of the shortest World Series on record in real time. Yes. I think it lasted, what, seven hours or just a little bit over seven just, hours? Just all the of, of all four games, yeah, yeah, a little over seven hours. I'm not sure you could do that now. That's right. Because uh, the Yankees did, <laughs> by the way, sweep the Reds in that World Series. You're looking at uh, at possibly two games, maybe with yes. a few extra innings thrown in, yeah, you know, they, that you could get in in that time frame, which is just absolutely amazing that they just mowed through those things. Absolutely. But the Reds did get to the World Series, lost to a dynasty, if you will, And that catapulted them the next year, 1940, which when we get back from the break, uh, we'll talk about as the Reds again get back to the World Series, this time against the Detroit Tigers. We'll be back in a few minutes to discuss that. This is Season Ticket presented by PressRoomPass.com. We'll hear more about Cincinnati Reds history in just a minute, focusing on the 1940 season and World Series. But right now, we want to take a quick break to let you know about the podcast sponsor, PressRoomPass.com. Our co-host, Don Tincher, posts great articles there relevant to the season on an almost daily basis. He has a great series on Reds history in honor of their 150th anniversary. You should head over there later and read a few. While you're there, check out the sponsors and advertisers. This week's featured sponsor is ProCT Solutions. ProCT Solutions is a local IT service provider. Their focus is technology consulting and solutions for your business. You have questions, they have answers. Visit ProCTSolutions.com to find out more. Be sure to listen to the end of the podcast for more details about getting in touch with the podcasters. And now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Season Ticket, presented by PressRoomPass.com. Again, I'm here joined by Don Tincher and Michael Swigert. Before the break, we were talking about the Reds getting to the 1939 World Series and getting swept by the uh, New York Yankees. But the next year, Don, they got back to the World Series in 1940. Anything significant about the regular season or anything during that year? You know, there were some different things that happened, obviously, uh, you know, Ernie Lombardi had gotten injured, mm-hmm. and uh, that created a problem. But probably the worst thing, and one of the worst moments in Red's history, was that Willard Hershberger, the backup catcher, was found in uh, his hotel room in Boston. Yeah. Of course, the word came out that he had actually committed suicide. So mm. to have that happen, uh, you know, at that point in August... You know, you don't know how anybody's going to react to that. Obviously, the the Reds came together, and they ended up dedicating the rest of the season to him, and mm-hmm. and it turned out really 
really well from, well, from that yeah, standpoint. And, and it really was a turbulent season, mentioning the incident that you're talking about and uh, losing early Lombardi and all that. But again, seemed like the manager, uh, McKechnie, seemed to keep everybody in place, went back to the World Series to play the Detroit Tigers this time. That was a World Series that was actually competitive, unlike the year before where the Reds got right. swept. Yeah. This was a seven-game series, and it went all seven games. Was there anything? Uh, this this was another one that you talk about you know, bad things happening. The Tigers had a star pitcher named Bobo Newsom. Mm-hmm. He had pitched the opener, and the Tigers had won in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and then the next day his father passed away oh. in, the, in a hotel room in Cincinnati. So, you know, that's another one of those things that, you know, from the Tiger standpoint, how do you recover? And and even if you're a member of the Reds, you got to have that kind of feeling there, Absolutely. too, with, with what happened with Hershberger. But the Reds were able to back out of things and, and really get into uh, the series and, and end up winning. The two pitchers that we had mentioned in the first segment, Paul Derringer and Bucky Walters, both won two games. Okay. You know, so obviously that's four wins, you know, and you win the World Series that way. So well, to have those fact, two guys. Well, you as know. a matter of fact, when the Reds won game two, you said they lost game one. That actually snapped a 10 game losing streak for the National League in the World Series. Right. Going back to game six in 1937. That seemed to change things a little bit for them as they um, uh, maneuvered through the rest of that World Series. But it went back and forth, and you said, like you said, there were tragedies, there was. Uh, Hurt players, there was uh, a lot of interesting things going on with that series. But in the end, when it got to Game 7, and this, of course, was back now the, the World Series were seven games. Right. The Reds managed to pull it out to have their first World Series win since 1919. Right. Well, and Derringer beat Newsom mm-hmm. uh, in, in that seventh game. And, of course, Newsom was uh, going on short rest. He had won Game 5. The Reds were beaten 8 to nothing. Right. And then uh, Walters won Game 6. As the Reds shut out the Tigers, Game Seven, the Reds end up winning two to one with mm-hmm. Derringer winning the the second game. Derringer pitched games one, four, and seven, okay. while Newsom pitched game one, five, and seven. And, and okay. that extra day's rest obviously uh, was something maybe Newsom could have used, but that happens when you get in these short series. Were there any famous players on on that Detroit Tigers team worth noting? Uh, I can't recall any myself. Hank Greenberg. Oh, uh, was Hager, of uh, you know was somebody that was a great player. He was probably the best player that they had. You know, which is kind of an easy thing to say since the guy's in the Hall of Fame. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> I just re- remember reading about this series. Obviously, none of us in this room were even born. Well, Michael, I don't know how old well, Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100, like 137 years old or something like yeah. that. You were born but, old, George. Baby. Yeah, there, there you go. But. I just remember reading about this, how, how great it was in Cincinnati, and, and you know, it was a, a wonderful time for, for the Reds. Yes, it was. That'll take us to, there's a gap of about uh, 20 years. 20, well, 21 years into the 1961 World Series. 1961 World Series. World Series and so one of the questions and, oh, I have, sorry, you know, had, you know, uh, we, we, did, that from, we did that from 1919 to 1939. There was a 20-year gap. And then yes, after right. the 40 Series, there's another big gap. Is there some significance to the Reds' performance at that time? Were they building up to big teams? Or were other teams well, just I, coming I, to the forefront? Were they in their building really, years I, and finally I, took over? Know, it's, it's really just something that is part of the cyclical process of, of athletics. Yeah. Well, you say that, but right before that, the Yankees had dominated for years. But well, the, the thing is, and that and that's another part of it. The Yankees have gone through things, but they were so good 
for a number of years. But you look at, and we can talk about this at a, at a later date, of course, more exclusively, but the Yankees made the World Series in 1964 and then did not That's appear funny. in the playoffs again until 1976. Thanks, and and then also there's a, the current run of the Yankees not being in the World Series That's correct. As, as well. So it, the, now obviously the Yankees w- have won a lot more, so their times – their downtimes haven't well, been you're, you're, you're you know, gonna, you're as have, frequent. You're going to have the dynasties. I mean, take a look at now. Just to switch sports for a second to football, like I would consider, I think both of you would agree, the New England Patriots have a dynasty. Since 2002, I believe, or 2001, Yeah, there, I don't think there's been a three-year period go by where they haven't been in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a dynasty. Back to the Reds. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Baseball, you know, is, yeah. the, is the question – was there something significant going no, on in the Reds? No, I don't think there's anything significant. I mean, look, the Yankees had uh, one of those teams that over the the history of baseball, they went through periods of a dynasty. Okay, let's be honest. You look at the players that they had during those years, from the Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, to Lou Gehrig, DiMaggio, to Mantle, to Maris, to Reggie Jackson, the 70s uh, Yankees. There's always just periods where they – won a lot of stretches of games, okay? That doesn't mean that there was anything significant happened. I mean, they they either drafted well or made trades well. Just like we were talking about here with the Reds, one of the reasons they got to uh, the 39-40 and 40 World Series because of the series of moves that they made. Sometimes those moves for teams backfire on you. The Reds have had plenty of those. Well, that, that's <laughs> okay. true. But, you know, and, and so. I guess to think about this in another way, I, I suppose, it just it's something that, Teams, if you get one or two players, mm-hmm. and they seem to be the ones that make the difference. That's right. And, you know, just some other things that, that happen around you. You know, you, you look at a player like Ernie Banks, who is a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. never played in the World Series. That's right. Ever. That's right. The Cubs, probably their best year with, with him was 1969 mm-hmm. when they were leading most of the time during that season and then, you know, got beat by the Mets in the division. I don't and believe then, Hank Aaron played in a World Series. Did oh, yeah, no, 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 Hank Aaron. Yeah, Hank Did Aaron. Did he with the, with the he, Milwaukee? With, with okay. the Milwaukee Braves, Braves Hank Aaron, okay. not, Hank not, Aaron the, played. Not the Atlanta Braves. No, no, no. The, Hank Aaron played with the Milwaukee Braves okay. in 57 when they won. They beat the Yankees. And then in 58, they lost to the Yankees. Gotcha. So Hank Aaron did get to play in the postseason with them. And then also the Braves made the postseason in 1969. Okay. So again, all as the Milwaukee. No, no, no. The the Atlanta Braves. They moved there in the mid '60s. Right. In 1969, when the Major League Baseball teams divided into four divisions, Atlanta won the division that year and then lost to the Mets in the in the playoffs. Well, but, they, but they didn't get in the World Series. No, they that's did, what they I'm did, saying. They, yeah. did, they did not. Okay. The, the only time that Hank Aaron got in the World Series was with the was, Milwaukee. Uh, Correct Correct is what you're letting me know. Okay. Yes, correct. Thank you. That's why he's the (laughs) baseball guru, Mr. Donnie T-Bone Tincher. So after the 1940 win, (laughs) then the Reds went through. They had some good teams in the 50s. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just not enough to get into the series. You know, the Dodgers were really good. Basically, baseball was integrating. Mm -hmm. The Dodgers had some of the better players. So did the Giants and then the Braves. And, And eventually the Cardinals started winning. You know, it was tough for the Reds. So, uh, you know, the Reds kind of became a fourth, fifth-place team with some, you know, seasons where they did a little bit better. Which they did start building up to the 1961 season, which was their next World Series. 
and we are going to get into that in our next podcast. Uh, So for now, I want to uh, thank everybody for listening. And remember, as always, like our Facebook page, subscribe to our podcast, and visit our website at pressroompass.com. Thanks for listening to Season 1, Episode 2 of the Season Ticket Podcast, presented by PressRoomPass.com. Come back for the rest of the opening series, focusing on the Cincinnati Reds in celebration of their 150th anniversary. Our next episode will cover the gap between the 1940 championship and the big red machine of the 70s. Chris and Don are looking forward to sharing their love of the Reds and sports in general, past and present, with you. I want to take a moment to thank Chris Dutch Dalton for his help and support as we started this adventure. Dutch is the mastermind editor and chief sanitation engineer at the After Two Beers podcast. He's given us valuable advice, constructive feedback, and a lot of motivation. Head over to aftertwobeers.com and check out his podcast. Earlier, I mentioned how you can connect with Chris and Don. Begin by visiting the pressroompass.com website. After reading a few articles there, stop by our Facebook page. There will be a link in the show notes, or you can find us by searching the phrase Season Ticket presented by Press Room Pass on Facebook. Chris and Don look forward to reading your comments. You can also contact the podcast by email at seasonticket at pressroompass.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. We're hosted at seasonticket.castos, that's C-A-S-T-O-S dot com, seasonticket.castos.com. And we're now available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podcast Addict. You'll find us on your favorite podcast or app or site soon. We'll update the show notes as we expand our reach. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Tell your friends. Another podcast in the series will be released soon. Until then, keep your eye on the ball. Well, yeah, we got outtakes. Because your sound engineer is a genius. Well, now let's let's hold off on that a little. Bit. Okay, but now uh, it's now it's recording now though. It's recording now. Right, okay, we're good. So we're now good. let's have a pause. Here we go. The the. <laughs> let's make sure we understand that. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Okay, let's try this again. All right, everybody, quiet. You're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> Just say thanks for listening. No, we, um, and uh. Uh, uh, if the uh, the uh, 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 oh, this is about the only thing you're going to have to edit out. Is and so uh, you know, and then uh, you know, and uh, it, you know, just a, a and uh, you know, so uh, well, um, at, uh, you know, obviously. Please instruct the witness you, to answer. You, you the know, question. I I really T bone. I I don't remember. Dang. Quiet. Seven hours of commercials. There we go. <laughs> Ready? No. Just say, you want a drink? I had to fart. Can I say, welcome back? You can say whatever you want. Here we go. Because I can edit it out if I don't like (laughs) it. People talk about, I love those outtakes. Yeah.